0: Hare Krishna, Vanya Kalupa, Trivya Chakra, Visindu, Bhiva Chapatita, Nam Bhavanebhi, O Namaha. Okay, so welcome to Shrimad bhagavatam Canto 11, Chapter 29. We're continuing, we'll, we'll <coughs> should finish this chapter, which is also the end of the Uddhava-gītā. Uh, we're up to text number 47. Excuse me, I have a cold. It may have to be interrupted periodically for a little biological um, <laughs> maintenance. Uh, so, uh, we're on text 47. At 45, uh, we're coming toward the end of this, uh, this chapter. Uh, uh, well, actually, uh, let's go back to 41. Just, I'll just read the translations. We get up to 47, Uh, because uh, 41 through 44, uh, uh, the Lord is speaking. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, my dear Uddhava, take my order and go to the ashram called Badarika. So the Uddhava Gita is basically finished. So this is like the the coda, you know, the conclusion. Mm. Giving him instructions go to my ashram called Badarika, purify yourself by both touching and also bathing in the holy waters there which have emanated from my lotus feet, rid yourself of all sinful reactions with the sight of the sacred Alakananda River, dress yourself in bark and eat whatever is naturally available in the forest. Thus you should remain content and free from desire, tolerant of all dualities, good-natured, self-controlled, peaceful, and endowed with transcendental knowledge and realization. With fixed attention, meditate constantly upon these instructions I have imparted to you, and assimilate their essence. Notice the assumption as he remembers them all (laughs) verbatim. (laughs) This is like... (laughs) Fix your words and thoughts upon me and always endeavor to increase your realization of my transcendental qualities. In this way, you will cross beyond the destinations of the three modes of nature and finally come back to me. And then we switch to uh, uh, Sukadeva Goswami, talking to Maharaj Brikshit. Sukadeva Goswami said, this is text 45, thus addressed by Lord Krishna, Whose intelligence destroys all the suffering of material life, Sri Uddhava circumambulated the Lord and then fell down, placing his head upon the Lord's feet. Although Uddhava was free from the influence of all material dualities, his heart was breaking. And at this time of departure, he drenched the Lord's lotus feet with his tears. Mentioning he's free from dualities because these are not material emotions Uh, uh, text 46 greatly fearing separation from him for whom he felt such indestructible affection Uddhava was distraught and he could not give up the Lord's company finally feeling great pain he bowed down to the Lord again and again placing the slippers of his master upon his head and departed and so now we're up to text uh, 47 uh, so i'll read the sanskrit there first i'll say om um namo bhagavate vasudevaya om um namo bhagavate vasudevaya om um namo bhagavate vasudevaya So forty seven goes like this Tatastamantar Hidhi Nivesya, Gato Mahabagavato Vishalam, Yato Padishtam, Jagarikabanduna, Tapasamasta, Hariya Agatim. Thereupon placing the Lord deeply uh, within his heart, the great devotee Udava. Went to Badarik Ashrama. By engaging there in austerities, he attained to the Lord's personal abode, which had been described to him by the only friend of the universe, Lord Krishna Himself. Uh, 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 there's a little purport here. Says, Sri Uddhava returned to Dwarka in the spiritual sky, when it says he attained the Lord's personal abode, according to Sri Lavishranath Chakravarti Thakur. We're looking at the Tastastamantar, Rudisani Vesha, replacing uh, him, Tam means him, the Lord, Hidhi uh, within his mind or within his heart uh, 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 the great devotee uh, the Mahabhagavata meaning here Uddhava the great devotee Uddhava uh, went to Bhadarikashrav uh, Vishalyam is another name Vishalya. Vishala, Vishala, excuse me, Vishala, uh, 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 and then uh, Yatopadishtam, uh, uh, he he performed uh, austerities as. As Upadishta is here described. Uh, oh, the personal boat. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. This is uh, as described by the Jagat Eka Banduna, uh, the only friend of the universe. Uh, uh, Tapa Samstaya, properly executing austerities, uh, uh, he attained. The uh, uh, Gatim, the destination, uh, that, uh, and it says, as does it here, which had been described to him by the only friend of the universe, Lord Krishna himself. Uh, There's different uh, ways of uh, uh, reading this. the Eka Banduna the only friend of the universe this is uh, the way the BBT translates it Banu fol- following Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur the only friend in the universe <laughs> mm-hmm. <coughs> Jagat Bandhu. you know this is a Sanskrit compound and how you fit them together uh, you have a little uh, uh, a little leeway uh, there um, uh, and this is what, what he says here he went to uh, Vishwan Chakravarti Thakur's commentary Vishala means Kashram. he went to his destination because of the Lord's arrangement uh, the arrangement of Hari this means he went to Dwarka the Lord's personal abode uh, By the Lord's arrangement. Thereupon, the way way, uh, it's translated here by Bhattiswami, thereupon, placing the Lord deeply within his heart, the great devotee Uddhava went to Bhattarikashram. After engaging there in austerities, he attained the Lord's personal abode, Dwarka, just as stated by the Lord, the only friend in the universe, by the Lord's arrangement. By the Lord's arrangement. That That was the Lord's arrangement. I want to say something about this Jagadeka Bandhu. It, I recall uh, this song uh, or this verses that were chanted by Lord Chaitanya. You find it in Majalila 265. It's a really be- beautiful... Uh, it, it's The uh, purport there, uh, Prabhupada says, this is text 40 of the Krishna Karnamrita. So this, uh, this is the book that, that that Lord Chaitanya brought back from South India of, of Bilva Mangala Taku or Lila Sukha of this Krishna Kanta, collection of verses. So uh, this this is what Lord Chaitanya was chanting in ecstasy as described here in this chapter. And it goes like this Hey Deva, hey Daita, hey Bhuvanai Kabando, hey Krishna, hey Chapala, hey Karunaika Sindo. He Natha, He Ramana, He Nayana rama Ha Ha Kadha Nubavita Sipadam <laughs> padam Where you put a poem. Yeah. So here the, the Lord is addressed, Hey Deva, hey Daita. Uh, uh, so, O oh Lord, and Daita is the most dear. And then, Bhuvana Ekabandhu, hey Bhuvana kabando, the only friend of the universe here, uh, it's translated that way here. So the same idea, Bhuvanaika the only friend of the universe. And then it goes on, Hey Krishna, Hey Chapala. Uh, chapala means restless, uh, or fickle, actually, you know, like that. Chapala. Hey Karun Eka Sindhu, uh, only ocean of mercy karuna eka karuna sindhu karuna eka sindhu uh, and then hey natha hey ramana hey nayana abhi rama notice the poetry here the the natha and the uh, rama they get picked up again hey O lord hey ramana uh, which is translated here as oh my enjoyer hey nayana abhi rama Oh most beautiful to my eyes Pleasing to my eyes My first temple president in ISKCON Was named Nayana Abhirama by Prabhupada Nayana Abhirama uh, And then the last one Ha ha Kadanu Ha ha Like that is uh, Translated here as alas It's it's more uh, Ha ha It's more (laughs) like how you feel (laughs) When will you uh, and this is beautiful. Ha ha! me. when will you become bavitasi? Will you? When you be the padam? Uh, Translate here as dwelling place. Pada uh, sometimes just means a spot. You know, a footprint, a spot, a place uh, for my vision. But you notice how the ha ha kada padam. When you hit padam, you hit padam, which is sure may, you know, it forces you to like hit this. So, so, anyway, it's a very beautiful poem, and it's one that uh, it's really worth learning. Uh, so you can say it when you wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, 265, <laughs> without having to get a book. <laughs> so that that's the Bhuvanaika Bandhu that. Uh, idea is, is uh, this this song uh, of Krishna, Kanamrita. And, and Lord Chaitanya was was, was uh, chanting it, as I said, in ecstasy. Uh, and notice, it's, uh, again, it concerns the major uh, motif of Lord Chaitanya's devotion. It's this associating with Krishna through strong feelings of separation. Uh uh, and so, when will you become visible? You're not visible. When will you become? Yeah, this longing for Krishna uh, uh, and Chapala. A little bit of reproach there, you know, <laughs> okay. wandering here and there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's uh, that's uh, the only friend of the universe, Uddhava. Also. <laughs> So now we go on. Uh, 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 text forty eight. Uh, it goes like this in Sanskrit Ya yeah. Samudra Samritam Jnanamritam Bhagavataya Dashitam. Krishnena yogeshwara sevi tangrina sachradhaya sevya jagatvi Thus Lord Krishna, whose lotus feet are served by all great yoga masters, spoke to his devotee this nectarian knowledge, which comprises the entire ocean of spiritual bliss, Anyone within this universe who receives this narration with great faith is assured of liberation. Uh, So this is, uh, by the way, a a kind of standard at the end of various discourses. There's a benediction given to the hearers, so this is our benediction. If we receive this narration with great faith, we are assured of uh, uh, of, uh, uh, liberation, there's no uh, purport here in the BBT edition. Uh, vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, well let me look at the, let's look at all the verse a little bit. Uh, yaregad uh, an, uh, this uh, Ananda Samudra uh, uh, Samhrityam This nectar and this sambritya means sort of gathered from this ocean, uh, this ananda gathered from this ocean of bliss. But, yeah, ananda, samudra, samudra this discourse, right? oh yeah, this nectar, gyanamritam. this nectar of knowledge, amrita, the drink that destroys death, this amrita, jnana amrita this nectar of knowledge taken from the ocean uh, samrita taken out or collected from this ocean of bliss the whole ocean here is like the concentrated nectar uh, 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 spoken to uh, to his uh, Bhagavata uh, Bhashitam, Bhagavata Bhashitam, by uh, Krishna, Krishnena, uh, instrumental case, spoken by Krishna, who is uh, uh, served by, Sevita, uh, served by, oh, excuse me, whose lotus feet, Angrina, whose lotus feet, who, whose Angri is a foot, Angra, uh, Hungry, uh, served by the Yogeshwaras, the masters of yoga. They, that's who Krishna is described here. Uh, that's Krishna whose lotus feet are served by all great yoga masters. So this Yogeshwara, sometimes Krishna is called Yogeshwara, the master of yoga, but sometimes the Yogeshwaras are those who have mastered completely yoga. They serve his lotus feet. That's where you take your yoga all the way. That's where you end up. Uh, 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 and then here, uh, then the blessing is those who, uh, uh, who who are such sradyasavya, who who. Uh, With with great faith, uh, receive this narration, Asavya, a rendering, become liberated. Uh, And see now, here's an interesting thing because it says here is assured of liberation. But Vishnu Chakavarti does it a little differently. He says anyone who hears with genuine faith, a little of this nectar. Uh, we'll see where that comes from, of knowledge spoken by the Lord, completely supported by Bhakti Yoga, okay. uh, uh, an ocean of bliss becomes liberated, and even more, by his association, the whole universe becomes liberated. Uh Banu uh, Swami therefore has translated this: Anyone who hears with faith, even a little, of this sweet knowledge, which is firmly supported by bhakti, uh, uh, which is firmly supported by uh, bhakti, and was spoken by Lord by Krishna, whose feet are served by the masters of yoga, attains liberation the whole world becomes liberated by that person's association so this is uh, 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 Vishnu Chakravarti Thakura's purport explains first of all this ocean of knowledge he does that later uh, because when nectar was taken from the ocean, that was Mohini Murti When the churning of the milk ocean and the nectar, you know, mm-hmm. so that that comes out in the in the in the next verse. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, so the the question is is uh, the way Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur uh translate this? Anyone who's here's this uh, this nectar of knowledge s- supported by bhakti yoga, an ocean of bliss, becomes liberated, and even more, by his association, the whole universe becomes liberated. Mm. Uh, uh, that's his purport. So, so this, uh, this uh, uh, the, the idea, how you can read, the, see the word jagat, the whole world, uh, and as far as I can see in the BBT, they kind of, kind of, anyone within the world, they take it that way, within the world, anyone within this universe uh, becomes uh, 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 liberated. Anyone who receives the narration becomes liberated. But Bhakshanod Thakur takes it, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur takes it, that uh, anyone who hears it becomes liberated and then is able to liberate the entire universe so uh, that's a uh, stronger uh, reading of it uh, uh, this and as I said you you can you you can take it uh, different ways here Uh, and then uh, with 49 we come to the final text Uh, 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 and the meter changes here for this concluding text of the whole Uddhava Gita narration bhavabhyam apahantum jnana vijnana saram nigamakrid upajhare vringavad saram. Amritam udasischa payaya purusham ishabam adyam Krishna samjnato smi. So that's a different, <laughs> a different meter. Um, I offer my obeisances. Remember, this is uh, 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 Sukadev speaking. I offer my obeisances to that supreme personality of Godhead, the original. And greatest of all beings, Lord Sri Krishna. He is the author of the Vedas, and just to destroy his devotees' fear of material existence, like a bee, he has collected this nectarian essence of all knowledge and self realization. Thus, he has awarded to his many devotees this nectar from the ocean of bliss. And by his mercy, they have drunk it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, in the BBT uh, purport, they say, Just as a bee extracts nectar from a flower without harming the flower, Lord Shri Krishna extracts the essence of all Vedic knowledge without disturbing the elaborate system of Vedic advancement. In other words, Lord Shri Krishna establishes himself as the goal of Vedic knowledge without destroying preliminary inferior processes that may be applicable to grossly materialistic men. Sri Shukadev Goswami thus concludes by offering obeisances to the spiritual master of the entire universe, Lord Shri Krishna. So that's, uh, that they make this point. Uh, I'll read the translation by... Uh, Swami, based on a somewhat different purport. Since he is the author of the Vedas, uh, the Lord, uh, like a bee, has extracted the real essence of the Vedas in order to destroy fear of material existence. This is how it begins at Bhava Bayam Bhava, which means existence. Here refers to material existence. Bhava-bhayaṁ—the fear of material existence itself is nothing new, about it, but material existence, yeah. And our experience is it's contingent. In other words, everything gets destroyed. Uh, so this uh, 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 is this fear of, it, uh, yeah, that, that he wishes to to do that this essence of all knowledge jnana vegana saram and self realization the word "sara" means essence uh, and it notice it's repeated twice at the end of both lines unusual to see that jnana vegana saram this essence of all knowledge and self realization this is how Prabhupada translates jnana vegana uh, uh theoretical knowledge and experience knowledge when you say realization it means experience knowledge so here they say self-realization but if the reference to self is extended it means you and God both who is the self of the self of the supreme self so always Prabhupada says self-realization includes God realization you know? so if you so this jnana saram Uh, this essence of knowledge is like the nectar extracted from the milk ocean Uh, 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 which the Lord as Mohini made his devotees drink while cheating the demons (laughs) that's in the translation Mm -hmm. (laughs) the the uh, so that's the explanation of taking nectar from the ocean where does nectar come from the ocean well that that ocean the milk ocean and if you churn just like when you churn milk you get cream so this particular ocean the, 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 the nectar of immortality came out and then and Mohini Murti uh, diluted the demons and gave it to the, the devas the Lord's devotees. So then, uh, I offer my obeisances to the Supreme Lord, the original and greatest of all beings, Sri Krishna. So here, uh, his purport. At the conclusion, the author offers respects to the Guru of the universe. But man, you know, think of think of this. Here's the guru. who's the universal Guru? The universe does have a Guru. This is who it is. Um, he has extracted the essences from the Vedas good you know it's a big topic you know somebody's and then you ask the question but have not other sages and philosophers also extracted the essence from the Vedas you know this one because he's done it. that's true But they do not completely understand the purport of the Vedas, which is hard to comprehend. (laughs) Therefore, one cannot believe their explanations. (laughs) But the Lord is not like that. He is the creator of the Vedas. He who creates the the scriptures must know the difficult meaning. He is like the bee, taking the honey from the garden of flowers made of the Vedas. So will never go back to that one, like the, the Brigham, the bee. He makes his servants drink it, but he has cheated the demons and non-devotees. And notice that he makes his servant drink it. I mean, this is the cause. He causes the servants to drink it. It doesn't exactly have this force of forcing you to do it, but he makes, you know... They have this verbal form in Sanskrit called the causative. When you Mm -hmm. cause something to happen, really it's that verbal form. He causes the servants to drink it. Uh, But he has cheated the demons and non-devotees. An example is given... It is nectar, the essence taken from the ocean. In the form of Mohini, the Lord lets the devatas, His servants, drink the nectar and cheated the demons. I offer my respects to that Lord. So this is uh this is the uh, uh, idea of this essence of the uh, the Vedas here. Uh, 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 where he explains this nectar of the ocean, which uh, um, uh, this ganamritam uh, is in the in uh, which compromises here it says in the pre- previous verse this ganamrita uh, here they translate it as comprises the entire ocean of material bliss, but some is. Really, in the, it's collected. So the these two verses are close together. Yeah, the uh, if you have the essence of something, then you've got the whole thing. You know, you leave out the garbage, <laughs> namely the poison, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you know. uh, and and, uh, uh, and so therefore, the nectar by itself—that's taken. You get the, you get, you get the whole ocean. Uh, so, so these two verses uh, go closely together uh, in this way, and so then we could, we come to the uh, the end here, uh, and uh, I guess we'll we'll wait till next week to to uh, go on uh, chapter uh, thirty, uh, which then narrates the the uh, quite quite a change the disappearance. Of the Yadu uh, uh, dynasty, uh, this is a f- this uh, has uh, this chapter has uh, fifty verses, uh. and and uh, if you read this chapter ahead of time, go back and read the very first chapter of the eleventh canto because it. It this it fits together with that one, mm-hmm. <laughs> that narration of the disappearance begins there, and then it picks up again, how it started and how it began and how the Yadu dynasty became cursed by the sages, and and, and how uh, uh, uh the Yadav dynasty, and then of course the the, the next one is the. Disappearance of Lord Krishna. So this is where I go back and read that that again, because I when I look back to see when I began this eleventh canto classes, it was two thousand and eight. <laughs> 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 so a long time <laughs> has passed <laughs> between then and there. So now we'll see if there are any questions or, or comments, or uh, uh, yeah, observations, remarks, there.
1: If you're on the phone, you can press star 6 to ask a question. That will unmute yourself. And if you are watching on MyPort TV, you can ask a question by typing it into the chat box to the right of the screen. Or you can go to Ravendis website at rsdasa.com and uh, type in a question into the chat box in the lower right-hand corner of the webpage. Victor asks, he says, when people say that Prabhupada's books are just copies of the purports made by previous acharyas, that his purports are not original and have no personal realization, what should we say?
0: Well, that's not how Prabhupada described them. Uh, I, I should say they they, they are... He, he he follows the previous acharyas, but, but he also adds... Uh, yeah, it's realized knowledge. That, that's what gives them their potency. You can you can simultaneously follow the previous acharyas very strictly, and as Prabhupada said, no additional meaning should be screwed out of it, like we do in academics all the time. But at the same time, it's it's realized knowledge, and realized knowledge means. It's also based on Prabhupada's own experience of these, and that realized knowledge gives them a special potency uh, that's there. Prabhupada has discussed this in the second canto uh, of, uh, uh, is it the second canto, third chapter? I forgot where, uh, where he talks about how the, when the Bhagavatam was, was spoken, it was spoken with, with realized knowledge. And by that knowledge you are able to... Uh, if you, you But you have to follow the rules. You have to hear with rapt attention, Prabhupada explains. Uh, and if you can hear with rapt attention, then you can re- experience these things for yourself. In other words, realized knowledge means experience knowledge. That, that when you can, as Prabhupada put it, you can see Krishna directly in the pages of Bhagavatam. Because, the, as Prabhupada explains, the book Bhagavatam and, and, and the person Bhagavata are the same. This is Krishna in a book form. And so when it's heard from the right person in the right way, it becomes experience-knowledge. And that the person who hears properly uh, and uh, Prabhupada says you have to hear with rapt attention. And then he says no one can hear with rapt attention who is not pure in mind. And you cannot be pure in mind unless you're pure in eating, sleeping, mating and defending. That's uh, Prabhupada's his principles for understanding these things. In other words, to be pure in eating, sleeping, mating, and defending basically follows the principles of Krishna consciousness. No illicit sex, no, uh, sex, no intoxication, no meeting, no gambling. Uh, uh, trying to chant the holy name while giving up offenses. Uh, th- those things. Now see, people sometimes think of these regular principles of Krishna consciousness as moral principles. Okay, we've divided things off. Here's knowledge, here's morality, here's enjoyment. You know, these three areas, thinking, feeling, and willing, uh, separate them off into their compartments. Uh, And so if you go to take science in a university, no one asks about your morals. You know, only if you're breaking moral principles are enough that you can't pay attention <laughs> because of your drug addiction or something. You know, does it become an issue? But otherwise, you know, if you you can keep your, your transgressions uh, from interfering with your work, it's it doesn't matter. But here, the uh, these, and, and so usually moral principles have to do with, as we understand them from traditional religions. Reward and punishment. You know, it, 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 this is karma conda religion. If you do good, good God will reward you, if you do bad you'll 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 fail. And so when we think of them, yeah, moral principles means like I show up for work every morning on a regular basis, that may be some, some amount of self regular you know. But you know, as long as I keep it in the right place, of course uh, I saw some movie about uh, about the uh, uh, Goldman Sachs and these uh, persons gambling in the stock market where they're all on cocaine all the time. This didn't didn't hurt them at all. It kept them going. So, but you saw the result for everybody except them somehow or other. But that's another story. But but th- this 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 um, this these principles our regular principles are principles of knowledge and that's why for people who uh, where the pe- people's and, and that's why brahmanas were the ones who could have this knowledge when Prabhupada was asked by reporters why you have come to the west he says I've come to give you a brain your society is headless you have no brain and the result of our advancement of knowledge has been quite destructive. Uh, uh, Einstein uh, thought of himself as trying to figure out, understand the mind of God. He believed, and he said, in the God of Spinoza, which meant basically the universal form was as far as he would get, maybe, Uh, 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 because Spinoza's favorite of nature or God. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. uh, but the result of, 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 of Einstein's thing was this atomic bombs. Hiroshima, Nagasaki, uh, and the bombs that are still there today, even though we're not thinking of them right now very much. But they're all over the place. And uh, uh, so so uh, that's the result of our advancement in knowledge so far. Uh, so uh, this idea uh, of these regulative principles as being principles of knowledge is being reintroduced. It used to be that way. I reintroduced uh, 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 because all our universities in the West were originally, the people that went to them, were priests. That's why your graduation gown, even from high school, is basically a gown. It's a it's a priestly vestment that you're wearing. <laughs> That's what happened, you know. Uh, but that, that that was a long time ago, and now they're just relics. Uh, so. So when Prabhupada is giving us this this Bhagavatam, he's put in it his realized knowledge. It doesn't mean he's screwed out some new meaning, he's made some imaginary thing, but it's based on his own experience, knowledge, and therefore it has a potency that, that comes uh, uh, from
1: it. Uh, Dr. Carl has a question. He says, uh, he says, I have a question connected to the first question asked today, which you just responded to. Although it does not relate to the verses discussed today either, to which extent is it permissible to have varying hermeneutic methodologies in ISKCON? Well,
0: uh, so, so so far as I, I, I know, uh, we're just going to follow our previous acharyas and especially i think we need to deal to to follow uh, very particularly the understandings of uh uh bhakti thakur bhakti saraswati uh, and bhakti swami these three uh, people bhakti bhakti Siddhanta, bhakti those three Because those three together are the ones who each took steps to bring, to take in the inherited tradition that they had received of Lord Chaitanya, uh, purified it, and then start to express it uh, for the rest of the world outside of Bengal even, or, or India. And so they, they, all of them, are uh, sp- specially empowered devotees. Each of them took it so far and left off, and the other took it where they had left off and and, and carried it forward. So th- those are the people particularly, what their way they uh, received the tradition uh, and, and, and pushed it forward. Uh, if you try to read... Uh, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta's uh, commentaries is very, very difficult. Prabhupada took the same thing and put it in relatively much more accessible English uh, they, because of uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, the difference uh, of the audience. Although Prabhupada wrote his first canto while he was in India. He didn't have, you know, any experience of this thing, but somehow people could read it and understand it very clearly. He had the snack for... Uh, and, of course, Prabhupada had been ordered by his spiritual master to, to preach Krishna consciousness in English, although he gave that order to many people, many a number of his disciples, anybody who was competent in English... Uh, uh, but, but uh, Prabhupada's the one that, that actually carried it out, and uh, it spread. Other people were coming. Ban Maharaj was coming. In 1972, he was in Canada. Uh, he would, it, Ban Maharaj's approach was a little different, uh, and he would only go to universities and speak to audiences of academics, and he did not make very many devotees. So he had his particular. So Prabhupada did what he did. And he was criticized for his disciples he made. You know, that was his criticism. Oh, yeah, Prabhupada he may have spread Krishna consciousness all over the world, but only people he made devotees were drug addicted hippies. That was the criticism. And I didn't understand that one time. I don't know, when I was a temple president and I was there for the Mayapur Festival, Prabhupada was there, and I got called in at night. I mean, I had already gotten ready for bed, and I was in a room with about eight different guys, you know, temple presidents in the long building that said, Prabhupada wants to see you. Somebody came over, would like to see you. And I was so surprised, you know, so I'm just wearing a gum to go to bed. I put my clothes back on and uh, went across the yard. And the whole building, uh, the the, the lotus building, was dark except for the light where Prabhupada's room was. So I came up to his room and went inside and offered obeisances. Prabhupada was sitting behind his desk. And then on the other side, uh, there were like... I think three of his people I recognized as God brothers. Uh, uh, and, uh, and I had no idea what Prabhupada wanted with me. So I offered my obeisances and I said, yes, Srila Prabhupada. And then he said to me, So what are you writing your doctoral dissertation on? And I thought, why does he want to know that? <laughs> what do you, what, what do you want and as a matter of fact, I had was in a re- religion department in America, and I had given a proposal for a doctoral dissertation, which would cover all of Western history, and I n- didn't get accepted. They said, you know, this is not a doctoral dissertation in the university. I, I put this proposal in, but I was waiting to get a response. You have to get three professors who will be your supervisors for your dissertation I couldn't get three as it turned out because they said this is not a doctoral dissertation this is a life's work (laughs) it was too big and eventually I had to get something more narrow but but anyway so I said to Prabhupada yeah I'm trying to show the historical philosophical spiritual economical and political necessity of Krishna consciousness which is basically the idea I had and Prabhupada says, ah, he says, all around necessity. I said, yes, Srila Prabhupada. Very good. Thank you very much. And I offered my obeisances and I left. And I came back to the room and these other temple presidents are waiting for me to come back. What did he want? Uh-huh. And he said, why did you want to know that? <laughs> and I, I was completely <laughs> mystified. And it was only a number of years later that I realized he was going to use me to counteract the idea that all of his disciples were just drug addicted hippies so what are you writing your doctor <laughs> the penny didn't drop until a long time later but that's what he, he wanted to do and of course in their minds you couldn't both be a graduate student and a drug addicted hippie some of us tried to do both at the same time <laughs> that was another story <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, that. That was that was Prabhupada's, uh, uh, counteraction to that kind of that kind of uh, uh, propaganda, where people actually tried to tried to reinitiate his disciples and things like, and things like that. So Prabhupada really did make Krishna consciousness uh, quite accessible, and I was also in in a darshan Prabhupada in New York City. Uh, when Prajumna bought a graduate student from Columbia University to Seishvila Prabhupada. And the first thing Prabhupada said to this uh, graduate student, uh, uh, who was in, in the area of Indology and, and, and uh, uh, Indian religion, he said to him, he said, you see our books, and he pointed to that bookshelf. He said, you study these books and then you write books about these books. Hmm. And then, then they had a little interesting conversation. Uh, but, uh, but I always took that as, yeah, that's what Prabhupada wanted us to do, to read these books and write books about these books. Uh, uh, and and uh, so we're trying our our little way to do that. <laughs> okay.
1: Adi Devi asks, she says, Hare Krishna, Gurudev. Hare Krishna. You mentioned that Prabhupada named the first temple present, Nayan, Nayanamika Das. Gurudev, what is the pastime of Lord Krishna associated with your name?
0: Uh, that was my first temple present, uh, Nayana Abhiram. We call him Nayanaabhiram, but it was Abhiram actually, is the way to say it. Uh, my, my Somebody had my name before me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's, uh, there was one of Prabhupada's original, at the first initiation, there was somebody called uh, uh, Ravinda Swarup. And, and he's described in the Prabhupada li, uh, Lilamrita, and um, my wife says, you know, they, w- w- then I'm also show up later on in the little Amrita when Prabhupada visited uh, the Philadelphia temple for Rathiyatra in 75. Uh, it's not the same Nayana Brahm. So people thought that I was sometimes. Not the same Ravindas uh, Excuse me, not the same Ravindasaru. People thought I was that person. Uh, but when I got initiated, uh, 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 we there was, there was a, Prabhupada had been away for a while. Uh, and uh, there was, when he came back uh, from Indi- he'd been in India. When he came back, uh, they had a big initiation, it was in New York City, at the new temple in Brooklyn. Uh, not 26 Second Avenue, they had moved in and then they had gotten this building at uh, Henry Street in Brooklyn. So at the Henry Street Temple there was an initiation and everybody who was getting initiated by by Prabhupada uh, came. And so there was like several days of initiations and uh, for every day there was a fire sacrifice. So, Uh, I was from out of town. My wife, we had been recommended, and myself and uh, my wife had been recommended. Uh, And so we came there for the first day of initiation because they wanted the out-of-town people to get out of there first because the place was packed. First of all, there was people being initiated, and then Prabhupada had been out of the country for a long time, so the New York uh, temple was really packed people were sleeping on the fire escapes people were sleeping in the closets and I had two toddler kids with me
1: oh.
0: <laughs> you know so they were really so that's why you're scheduled for the for the first day uh, of initiation so we had there was a big fire sacrifice and in front of us we sat there while Prabhupada chanted on all the beads in front of us I mean, later on, it got more efficient, but we were there while he, ch- he chanted on the beads. That was what, what happened. Every single one he did himself. Later on, he had whoever who was his GBC that traveled with him to do it on his behalf because there was just so many disciples coming. But we got in on that one where, where he had the beads. And I still have my original uh, uh, beads, uh they're, they're not even Tulsi beads. They're, they're, they're made out of uh, Nimwood because they just brought had all these beads from India, I guess. But anyway, he chanted on the beads in front of uh, front of each of us, you know. And then we got called up one after another. Uh, and he would ask us, what are the regular principles? Do you know the regular principles? What are they? And he gives us the name. So he'd, I was first, and he, uh, before my wife anyway. I think other people were coming up. But Romopadaswami was at that initiation. Hari Kes was at that initiation. You know, there was a lot of people became leaders. So um, uh, Prabhupada uh, uh, asked me about the four regular principles, and I told him follow them in 16 rounds on the beads. And he said to me, what I heard, your name is Arun Saurup. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so I just sat down, you know, offered obeisances and sat down again and said to the guy next to me, what did he say my name was? Because <laughs> uh, I wasn't quite sure. He said Govinda Swarup." Well, that didn't sound quite right. And then, so I waited till the end, and then my wife got initiated. And uh, mm-hmm. he he said he said and he says uh, just like sunshine. He said mm-hmm. like sunshine. He gave the meaning in English, like sunshine. And then when S- Sodomini was initiated, said uh, he said to her, your name means brilliant night. So I thought that was very poetic, mm-hmm. you know. A brilliant night, and and must be a moonlit night or something like that. A brilliant night, and like sunshine. Uh, it's, it's poetic, I thought, to have a husband and wife of that. Mm-hmm. Names like that. And then uh, then I went up to ask uh, Bhavananda, was standing there, he was the temple president with the list of names. I said, What did he say my name was? And he said, Rabindra Swaroop. I said, Oh, Rabindra Swaroop, not Govindra Swaroop. He says, No, Rabindra Swaroop. And then somebody standing behind him said, oh, somebody else had that name before. And I said, oh, who was that? And they said, oh, just some crazy hippie. And then, uh, then uh, you know, I'd hear that all day long. What's your name? Rabindu Oh, yeah, someone else had that name. Oh, who's that? That oh, crazy hippie, you know. <laughs> apparently somebody who had never got init- first initiation, he didn't even shave his head or anything. But, uh Somebody named Bob Lefkowitz, I finally found out much later. Anyway, that's the story of my name. And I don't know where it shows up earlier, but Prabhupada was fond of it. He used it twice. <laughs> 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 Robindra. It's a very Bengali kind of Robindra, you know. Robindra, tag, Thago, Robindra, they like that. Anyway. <laughs>
1: Um, so, I had a, a question about uh, this reference of Krishna as, of
0: Vishwanath, Krishna as being one's only friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like, something about that I like, but, uh, or the only friend. Mm-hmm. Then, then, yeah. But, um, so it made me think, is, is is it naive to think that one can have almost like a meaningful Friendship, relationship with Krishna as a sadaka, like as a practitioner, mm. oh, yeah, I as think a so. practitioner, or is this something that comes much later? As well, to, like, it gets deeper. But as soon as you begin to at least chant the Hare Krishna mantra, I mean, e- even when you, very beginning, you chant the Hare Krishna mantra with a little hope and sincerity, you're addressing Krishna. The Hare Krishna mantra all three words are in the vocative case. Calling Krishna. So you're asking for a relationship. So the beginning of a relationship is to ask, can we have a relationship? And if we we chant with with uh, uh, if we chant while trying to give up offenses uh, even if we don't always have complete success (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but at least the effort is there then there's a response the the relationship begins to be uh, uh, formed and sometimes you know we forget Krishna to go off and then gratify the senses and he'll disappear from view and then we feel bad and we come back and we again you know so, okay you know so, <laughs> so so that's a so so it's the beginning of a relationship is there and really when you get initiated you know there's been Somebody helping you has introduced you to Krishna. said, this is somebody, you know, the the spiritual master, someone who has a relationship with Krishna. Okay, please accept this one. I don't know, but if you bring him, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about this guy. (laughs) (laughs) So also, it's not just, you know, you say Krishna. Eka can mean the special one or the exceptional Mm -hmm. one. You have a, if, if Krishna is your friend, then ultimately that expands mm-hmm. all the devotees and then actually the whole universe. Bishwapurna Sakayate, you see the whole world is full of joy, you know, I mean, that, that, that also expands because nothing is different from Krishna, I mean, everything changes. Mm-hmm.
1: Ramananda Prabhu asks he says, so this is the end of the Uddhava Gita, chapters seven from seven to twenty nine, almost the entire eleventh canto.
0: Yes, it is, uh-huh. It is almost the entire eleventh canto. It's a big it's a big chunk, huh? Of the of the Bhagavatam actually. Mm-hmm. We have two fat volumes, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's important. I mean that's why we have these Bhagavad-gītā, Uddhavad-gītā. You know, there's a reason why those two uh, two are there.
1: And Ratna Bhushana Bhushana asks, I have a question with respect to that beautiful verse from Krishna Karnamrita. Our central aspiration is wanting to be granted entrance into the domain of divine service. The way I understand it, we have the service of Śrīla Prabhupāda, Our spiritual master and the predecessor acharyas in the legacy of Sriman Mahaprabhu here in this Mm -hmm. world. And then we have the service of the divine couple in the spiritual world. So, my question is do we make a distinction in our bhajan between praying for service to the spiritual master and praying for service to Krishna in the spiritual world? Or do we only need to be concerned with being empowered for service to Sri Guru and Srinam? and that will automatically bestow upon us the association and service of the Lord in due course without us specifically begging for it.
0: I, I, I th- would think that everything is included. Uh, um, your realizations will deepen, uh, but, but uh, uh, what we are begging for is to be uh, well it's like Krishna says uh, uh, uh in, in the in the Shishastaka prayers uh, the, the, that that uh, we're, we're asking him to to consider us among the particles of dust clinging to your lotus feet in the fifth of how does it how does it begin it's flipped out of my head. The 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 prayers. Which one, sorry? The f- number five.
1: nanda <laughs> <laughs> tunuja. No. No, that's
0: the next one. Yeah, that's right. Hey Nanda <inaudible> Tunuja. Kinkaram Tunuja Kinkaram Patitamam Vishame buddha Kripaya Tavapada pankaja. So, if you recite that prayer, you're praying, Hey Nanda Tanuja. Notice there's a Hey there. <laughs> hey Deva. Hey Nanda Tanuja. And the word Nanda Tanuja is an intimate name for Krishna. No, it's not Hey, it's Ayi Nanda Tanuja. Ayin. I I A Y E A Y I in English. Ayi Nanda Tanuja. Uh, and that's actually more intimate than Hey. It's usually, i.e. I read some dictionary that it's like a kind of for close relatives and people like that, you know, uh, intimate kind of a confidential, i.e. Nanda Tanuja, son of Nanda. So when you're addressing Krishna with the name of one of his close relatives, it's very, kinkaram, I am your servant, but patitam mam but I have fallen into this rough ocean of material existence, right? kripaya uh, by your mercy Pankaja, just please think of me chintaya think of me as one of among the particles of dust that cling to your lotus feet so you notice how humility is there you're not asking for like anything just just put me there just just this is my way out of the ocean that I, that I can Cling to the uh, the the among among those particles of dust that are at your uh, uh, lotus feet. So that that's really uh, p- part of uh, this. Is not the, even the most advanced indication, the most advanced stage of Krishna consciousness. Uh, uh, but but it's the beginning of a uh, of the real relationship. But all of that. is, is, I think, part of the the package. And and, and as we advance, all these things become unfolded to us one after another. There is a sequence, you know. Uh, Krama, there's a chronological order uh, of the stages of advancement. Ado, Shraddha, Sadhu, Sangha, Bhajana, Kriya. This is the... This is the this is the sequence of stages leading up to uh, Krishna Prema. Uh, so keep the sequence in mind. I don't know if that answers the question. <laughs> but anyway, that's, uh, Does that
1: answer your question, Rana? He says thank you very much. Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean we have we have in the beginning relationships with devotees because. The devotees are tangibly there for us, uh, and we have, the uh, uh, and then we have Krishna's uh, words that he's left behind. The, the, the Krishna in the book form, the Bhagavatam, the Bhagavad Gita, the Bhagavata. These, these are, and then then we need even a society. It's very hard to practice Krishna consciousness unless you're super advanced in isolation this you know six Goswamis as a group Lord Chaitanya had some he wasn't alone I mean the the point of Bhakti is is that you don't go back to Godhead by yourself (laughs) go with (laughs) it's not a do yourself project usually if you're by yourself it's bad association (laughs) (laughs) Be really <laughs> Anything else? I
1: think
0: that's it. Okay. So then we'll pick up again, uh, and uh, we'll begin uh, chapter thirty: the disappearance of the Yadu dynasty. On,
1: on, wait, I think we have a last minute question. Last minute question. Aha! Uh-huh. From Akendra. One second here. Kendra, I have your question. One second. Okay. Yes. Since we have reached a significant break in the narrative, would you care to take a moment to remind us all of how the inspiration for you to present the eleventh canto first came, and what you would like your audience to have as a result?
0: Oh well, the inspiration came was that uh, this was done after Prabhupada mm-hmm. left, under his instructions to do it. Uh, and it's very, very important uh, uh, and uh, uh, we, in one sense, we have Prabhupada's Papa version of the 10th canto in the Krishna book, he wanted to get that out out to us rather quickly, and then we, we also have that, but I thought the Uddhava Gita is very, very important uh, and that because people are and it's difficult it's not just Leela like, the, like you know the tenth canto, except for some parts of it, like the prayers with sonified Vedas, but <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly uh, 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 leela. And this is a difficult. I thought it would be a good idea to to give classes on it, so that that uh, and you know my and my first impulse is when we reach the end to start back at the beginning and <laughs> do it one more time. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so that that was that was. Uh, uh, there's so much good instruction, and it's a uh, very ad, uh, ad, advanced I- I- instruction, and it ki- kind of is, uh, you yeah, uh, know, uh, uh, stuff that we should all, all, all know. And now we have uh, the translation. Uh, uh, we not only have the, the, the purports uh, by the, the BBT team, but also, uh, Banu Swami has just given us all Vishnu Takur's Chakravarti Thakur's purports. And uh, you know, Prabhupada said we should eventually assimilate all of this little literature uh, from, uh, from the previous Acharyas. So this is a start. Okay, thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki